Well, well, well. Who thought we'd be back on these situations? Well, welcome back to the Made on the Road podcast. This is season four. If you've missed out on the other ones, I don't know where you've been. Um, if you're new to the following, if new to the following, oh, here we go. Good start already. Um, I thought it would be fun to make a daily diary of what it's like with um, uh, being isolated from this whole corona situation and trying to make light of it, but also having conversations with other creatives, other musicians, other, I don't know, it can be, for, I'm not going to be strict on it. I'm just going to call some friends every day, see how they're getting on and see how it's been affecting them overall with everything. So with that being said, um, welcome to Corona Diaries. <laughs> I can't even say it. Welcome to Corona Diaries. Um, I'm more tempted to call this COVID club <laughs> because I just, howl every time i i say that covid club just suits it so much better um so welcome to the covid club um these are the corona diaries and this is made on the road this is me Okay, so like I say, I'm going to be speaking to some friends. Um, I'm going to be calling them up. I'm going to keep it really low-key. I'm literally going to hold my phone up to the microphone and I'm going to call them and um, just see how everyone's getting on. Um, so those of you that don't know my living situation, I live in a bus, believe it or not. Um, I'm not having you on. I actually do live in a converted library bus. Um, if you want to see what it looks like, you can go to uh, madeontheroad.co.uk. You can even do like a Google Maps walk around thing. Um, so the whole whole Corona thing for me has been rather entertaining because I'm like in the middle of nowhere. It's like if there was a zombie apocalypse, I'm in the right place, kind of, because I'm in like a box in the countryside away from everybody else. Um, except I don't I don't need like a baseball bat with nails in it and uh, machine guns to keep zombies away. Instead, um, it's just wash your hands and sing happy birthday. So that's that's what's happening here. <laughs> um, but I'm good. No symptoms over here as of yet, which is great. Um, you never know at some point on this podcast that might happen. I'm very open to that. Um, currently, I'm not feeling scared. I feel like I'm trying to just live day by day as much as possible. Um, and that's that's my kind of view. I'm more I'm more wanting to protect like. Um, older generations from it and people that are um that will struggle people with asthma and other lung i know it's like lungs is the the area that it dominates um i don't know too much information about it other than everyone's in lockdown um the whole flipping world i feel like i feel like we're in a movie does anyone else i feel like we are in a movie and um, it's quite surreal to be honest. I keep almost not wanting to take it seriously. Um, but it is a serious thing, you know, if lives are lost, then it's a serious thing. So I get it. I understand the precautions. However, on another note, um, I'm also trying to be very aware of like the other thought, the, the, the knock on effect. So, um, those of you that have listened to the other podcast know that I'm very much like I'm quite passionate about the whole mental mental health in in the creative industry and just generally in the world. I've done a lot of um, community projects um, all around Europe, bringing people together and trying to break those barriers of um, being alone and feeling like you're alone. And, and I guess a fair amount of like social experiments on like what can we do that helps and um, what is helping. 
Um, even in my village, in my hometown, sadly, we've lost um, a lot of boys this year, um, literally all men, um, to to mental health problems. And um, one of them was a friend, um, one of the boys, and um, that wasn't a great start to the year. Um, but what it's made me realise is that in times like this, when we're all separated and isolated, it's not just the coronavirus that's going to be the problem. It's going to be um, the isolation thing in itself is going to bring up like anxiety, it's going to bring up... Um, feeling alone and it's just got the potential to go south very quickly so i thought this podcast would be a good sort of like um place for you guys to check in every day um for me to speak to other people to get other people's perspectives so it's not just um my own i want it to be quite light-hearted i want to see how you guys are coping at home so if you guys do want to be involved get in touch with me on instagram at george jasman holiday um send me a message, send me a DM, say you want to be involved, I'll get your number and we'll just get you on here. And as you're about to hear from two guests, um, it's very casual and I just want to know how it's affecting different people essentially. Um, And fun things that you're doing in isolation whilst you're sat on your own for (laughs) hours and hours on end. And the thing is as well, the reason why I'm excited to start this is we don't know how long this is going to last. Like in my head, it could be um, three weeks, three or four weeks. um, But there's a potential for this to go on for months. I know they're literally saying they reckon it could be 18 months and the peak is going to be between three and six months. So I don't know. I mean, surely it can't last in terms of like, surely we can't just all be in lockdown for six months. Um, I guess if it's potentially the end of the world, then yeah, we're going to have to, um, this will be the norm. But, um, it's like when you, it is like when you watch one of those films and everyone's like had to like go live on Mars because everything's buggered. Um, And I often question, is this a sign? Is this some sort of a sign that we've had the global warming heads up and now we're getting coronavirus as like, come on, guys, I'm being serious. (laughs) I I honestly don't know. Um, Obviously, I'm being very lighthearted in saying that. I don't I don't mean that any further beyond just a lighthearted comment. But who who flipping knows? So let's. Let's get guest on number one. Um, I guess I should add that what I've been up to today, I've been recording all day today. Um, I've been editing some videos because I lecture at a university called Water Bear. It's a college that's part of um, Chichester University and that got closed down yesterday. So um, I was meant to be teaching all day today. And the guy who owns um, the the college, who runs it, the founder, he had a great idea. He called me up this morning. Was it this morning? No, yesterday. It's all blurring into one already. Um, he called me up yesterday and he said... Um, about this idea of just converting it all to being online and not necessarily just for the students, but also being able to make some content that can go out to YouTube and help more musicians than just us, you know, um, us, us being people working within the college. So I've been, I filmed three videos today. I've done uh, 12 tips and tricks for songwriting based on chords, lyrics and melodies. Um, they will be going out on YouTube. So, um, pop me a message if you're interested. You might see it in my stories, but if you are a writer and you're at home and you're struggling a little bit with um, writing ideas or you're you're stuck, we just want to try something fresh, let me know. I'll send you a link. Um, So it's interesting trying to find different ways to cope and and adapt. I did um, an Instagram live and a Facebook live as well, literally like an hour ago. And that was super interesting because so many musicians have had gigs booked. You know, their, their income for the next six months is like completely gone. So obviously there's a lot of panic and worry in the air for that. I feel very fortunate that I can work online um, or work with very minimal contact um, that 
I can be sure that there's no like underlying problems, you know, um, in terms of like people potentially having the coronavirus. So I feel very fortunate, but I did the lives to try and encourage people um, to also do the same. You know, if I can do it, I'm not a performer. Certainly, I'm not used to singing in front of people. Um, I played guitar as well, and you guys know I'm um, a piano player. So even that in itself was um, scary, <laughs> scary enough. So um, yeah, it's been a bit of an experimentation day, um, experimenting with different ways that maybe we can adapt as creators to accommodate, I suppose. So anyway, I'm going to call up um, my good friend Isaac now because I haven't spoken to him for a while and um, see how he's getting on because he works in a um, guitar shop and a gig venue. And so he's obviously going to see quite firsthand how that's changed in the music industry for him. And then we're going to speak to um, Sue, who is an, uh, she's a drama teacher essentially, but she also does performances in local areas and predominantly working with children and um, sort of reading stories to them, but in really theatrical ways. Um, she can tell us a bit more about that, but it'll be very interesting to also know how that's happened because obviously schools have dried up. Um, a lot of parents are keeping their kids away from public areas, um, understandably. So those are the two people we're going to speak to. And the first on the phone is going to be Isaac. Um, let's hope he picks up. Oh, didn't even ring. Isaac? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold your horses. Isaac, are you there? Hello. Hey, there you are. Mate, how are you doing? I'm not bad. How are you? Alive and yeah. isolated. I've been better. <laughs> so where are you at you've just got to work i gather yeah yeah um, um i'm surprised you're going to work today i'm not gonna lie to you well this is like our last day oh is um, it so am i on the podcast now yeah yeah you are live yeah, on the right. podcast and let's say hello um, to whoever's there <laughs> hello um so yeah like where where I work, we do like um, music lessons and stuff. So we're doing it all remotely as of tomorrow. So right. <clears throat> that's good. I, you know, at least uh, a lot of people don't have the luxury of having a business that can work remotely as well. So, um, so when you say but, remotely, you're talking the teachers are teaching sort of on Skype lessons and things like that. Uh, yeah, they're using Zoom, which is really good. It's working really well. So we're trying to get people set up for that. Um, obviously, like stuff like drums is quite hard. <laughs> yeah, of um, course. But um, yeah, we're managing. I mean, I, I'm in a precarious position myself but um in what yeah, sense we'll, we'll, well uh uh i don't have any money mate <laughs> <laughs> mate i think you're not the only one i was literally just saying about how many people you know people that gig for a living are just now oh, out of work for for two months and plus yeah, i mean we right. don't know how long um so you're oh, not yeah. the only one mate um i think there's a lot oh, of mate, people no, panicking a lot I, I appreciate my situation with it is relatively easy compared to a lot of people because um, I've got a roof over my head and I won't, you know, I, I, I'm lucky I haven't got any rent to pay at the moment. So yeah. I'm lucky because some people do, you know, I've got friends who are um, guitar techs and stuff and, and whatever on musicians. They've just had like three months of work just pulled from underneath them. Of course, like, yeah. Money that they're relying on. Know, man. How are you getting on? Yeah, I'm good actually. I'm good. I'm um I'm isolated during the day and then I'm at my partner's house in the evening, so I'm driving literally from one place to another and it's through the countryside. Yeah. You barely even pass a car. So um 
no, I'm um, I'm good. It's like a it's a pretty good deal, really. Um, that in the evening I can go and see them because obviously I'm not wanting to risk going and seeing any other friends. But I know they're isolated and they know I'm isolated, so um, it's a bit of a juggle. But it means that at least I'm not in here completely on my own, you know. Um, very true. But oh, yeah, yeah, likewise to you. Like the college got closed yesterday, so um, I'm, I'd normally teach on Wednesdays. That's not happening now, um, and I'm I feel yeah. very fortunate I can work online as well. Obviously, you know the situation here on the bus, so. Um, Feeling lucky at the minute. Yeah, man. It's um. I think the uncertainty for everyone is just the main um anxiety for people. It's just that no one knows what is happening or how long it's going to last. Yeah, and how long it's going to last. It's just that complete uncertainty is what's getting people. I um. I saw a post the other day um on Instagram um like a girl who does like van life or something. She's I can't remember the wording of it. I'll have to find it. And it was like. Having lived in like a van for like three years, I'm like I'm prepared for self isolation more than like anyone else. <laughs> I know true. how to like get out the way, cook myself like tin food, uh, not talk to anyone for five days. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is true. It is true. You do adapt to it. I think that's maybe why I'm feeling a bit like disconnected because I think you are a little bit disconnected anyway. If you want to be, um, as you know, when you've travelled on the bus, it's like. Um, when you're in the middle of nowhere, you really are disconnected from people, and you and you are fully yeah. s- self sustainable as well. So. Um, but what are you what are you doing at home? Like, well, have you got any plans for if you end up being literally locked in your house for two weeks? What's your what's your plan to keep yourself entertained? I'm good. I've had a thought. I, I want to write. If I if we really get locked down, I want to write an EP. All right. And and not maybe not even release it, but I just think it'd be funny just to write like four songs and call it something really cheesy like songs from my quarantine or something <laughs> like, from, but i just think it'd be really interesting just to write like four songs while in quarantine and just maybe never release them but just have them as like a funny little take a positive yeah take, take a positive, positive. I, I know you're gonna end up writing banging songs that you're gonna see it as a joke and everyone's gonna be like wow this is the most emotional emotional thing i've ever heard you're gonna have to get a harmonica I mean, involved I've... as well <laughs> mate i've, I've if i'm not gonna be doing anything looking else i may as well try take a positive from that and, and do something with it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I suppose to, um, I suppose to have a session with our, our good friend, mutual friend, Lewis Cannon today, but... Oh, were you? Interesting. As yeah, in like a writing so session? Yeah, we're supposed to have a writing session. He's got a song that he wants finishing off and he um, wouldn't have to give him a hand with it, but I've um, our work is absolutely... It's manic. It's like, because we're trying to get everyone onto these lessons. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I've honestly, I went yesterday, I've just not been off the phone, so I just like... I really need to hold them out for one, one last day. Yeah, um, that's fair. And hopefully so you can reschedule. Complete, exactly. I mean, we might have a end up doing on Skype. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, it's the, it's the beauty of technology. That's a shame, though, because it's nice to hear two of the, uh, you know, the Made in the Road community getting together and writing and doing their thing. I know you've, been, know you've been busking as well, haven't you? Aye, but... Um, that's not happening. It'll happen. It'll happen. We'll get it in. Nice one, mate. Well, I'm glad to hear you're all right. And um, I hope work doesn't get too manic. And um, yeah. <laughs> keep in touch. Hello? Bloody hell. That was a, Hello? Sorry, I thought you just made a very sh- swift exit then. I was, I was like, keep in touch, and then you just said nothing. It was like you left me hanging like, oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I said, podcasted a bit too much. <laughs> All right then, mate. Well, I'll speak to you soon. Yes, you will do indeed. I reckon we'll have a lot of time on hands, mate. So I think well. we will. I, I think we need, to, we need to get on the phone properly and uh, write some tunes. Who, who else are you calling then? Uh, your mum's next, Sue. She she messaged me on Facebook and was like, I want to get involved in this podcast. So uh, Sue's next. Fantastic. Well, enjoy. I will do, mate. I'll catch you soon.
All right, mate. Take care. All right. Love you, bye. Stay in touch. <laughs> love you, man. Bye. Oh, Isaac, what an absolute dude. Um, I don't know if anybody notices if I get more northern, um, but most people laugh at me because I get more northern when I speak to that boy. So um, what a dude. I mean, Isaac have been writing together for a long old time. We work, um, do lots of do lots of music for Warner Chapel, actually, out of all the random things. So this is Sue. Hi, George. Hey, Sue. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm on more top now. You're on more top. This is getting very yeah, northern, this podcast. I'm likely to be distracted by marauding other dogs. <laughs> so you're on a, do- you're on a dog walk. Um, you've got two dogs with you. And- yes, one who's dying. Oh, that's positive. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Buddy, though, your new dog, right? He's called Bobby. Isaac wanted him to be called Buddy, but he's not. He's Bobby. Oh, it's Bobby, he's is it? He's doing really well, though. He's done. I took him back to the vets this week, and she went, oh, well, this is good. Oh, that's good wait. news. Do you want to tell a very... Not happier in himself. Do you want to tell a very brief story of how you got Bobby? I can tell a brief story of how I got Bobby. It's very cute. Um, now? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so at work... Um, lunchtime, uh, my friend and colleague Georgina said, Oh, my mate's a kennel maid at this kennels up Long Lee, and there's this lovely little dog. This is January, uh, but his owner's really poorly. They don't think he's going to make it. And she showed us these pictures, and I went, I need that dog in my life. That dog oh. is coming here. And our owner thankfully got better. Oh. So uh, Bobby went home from the kennels. Then two weeks ago, I got, just over two weeks ago, Georgina, I'm not at work, I'm only there a day a week, texted me and said, owner's died. Oh. Bobby is back in the kennels where he's been for months over the last few years because dad, his owner's been so poorly. And I'm like, oh, please, come on, let's get this sorted this time. So I then get a text saying, ring the kennels, ring the kennels. They say, brother's here, talk to the brother. This is the brother of the diet guy who died. Right. He says, when could you want to come and meet the dog? And I go, oh, yeah. Do you want to come and do a home visit, all this? They said, well, just come. I said, well, I can come now. He said, yeah. And I just came home with Bobby. <laughs> just like, and how old's Bobby? Say again. How old's Bobby? He's 14 in May. 14. Oh. I know. And we, I trotted him down to the vets uh, 10 days ago. You know, looked like, oh, got a new, look at my new dog. Uh, aren't I being a good person? A little bit of that kicking in. But I was so chuffed with you, so lovely. And then she told me the bad news then. Call from Oh, oh. Yeah, a bit of a shock. So all plans to be given the best life have just 10, ten times the best life. So I that's know. We're on the more top every single day we can. I'm very sorry to interrupt. I'd got a call at the point that you announced that poor Bobby has cancer. <laughs> So we missed that it's bit. Um, no, it's not. It's not. But the call was very bad time. It couldn't. It couldn't be more bad timing. <laughs> so people now are crying on the po- listening to this podcast about this very cute story about Bobby. But I think it's absolutely beautiful that you have adopted Bobby. And as Isaac said to me, he said, "There's no way a dog in its final months or final years or whatever is not going to be running across the moors and eating steak." No, <laughs> he's eating steak. He's sleeping on. Who- Ever he likes, whenever he wants. Oh, good. And because of the hours we keep, I get up really early. Stephen and Isaac go to bed really late. He's on his own for about a whole two hours out of twenty four. <laughs> so he's got somebody to sleep on at any point in the day. Oh, you, honestly. You know, thank goodness they've gone. I can have two hours to myself. Very, very um, lucky dog. So I want to bring this to um, your job. Do you want to explain what you what you do? And um, you yeah. can, we can probably tell it in your voice, to be fair. <laughs> 
No, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's my favourite um, thing about you. Um, I'm a theatre practitioner. I have been since um, I went to uni, did a drama degree back in 1980, graduated, was in the theatre 10 years up and down the country, then uh, teach training for, and then was in schools for 12 years. And then 13 years ago, I set up my own business called Shout Drama. And sorry, I'm going uphill now. <laughs> and then uh, been doing lots of just stuff is just I've not made stuff happen. It's one of those, George, you've talked about this. Things have just arrived. And it's that openness thing, you know, just go, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And you never, I've never had a goal or a game plan in my life. And it just all, it just goes wherever it goes. And um, so I did loads of work, so had lots of contracts in children's centres and schools, but doing creative stuff, playmaking and music making and perform stories. And then alongside that, work at festivals. Um, I'm Bradford Literature Festival, I'm there at off to other festivals and parks and museums and blah, blah, blah. And then all the funding dried up for children's centres in 2015 was my last contract there. So frantic diversify. Tried doing kind of weekly classes, but just that was not a good business model for me. I just couldn't make it work financially. People coming and paying individually just didn't work. And then I landed um, a new festival last October in Keithley, Keithley Arts and Film Festival. And that was my first experience of getting a, a grant to do something. Yeah. And it, it really took off. And that's the one I did on the train, steam train and produced a piece of theatre on the train. And they loved it. Super fun. And they've asked me to do it again next October. But meanwhile, I've had other two other commissions, from one from Settle Stories Festival and uh, Heritage Railway in their own right want me to do a, a proper piece of theatre, I'd say building-based piece of theatre, so, social history. So this year was looking as though it was going to be the most exciting and the most uh, lucrative yeah. of my career. And it's all stuffed. Oh, so it's, it's all, all it's all pulled. officially been cancelled. It's not like a maybe. It's all actually been pulled. Well, you know, uh, they're all, no, um, they've not all been officially pulled. But the one that was supposed to start this month, Okay, uh, so the immediate future um, is is the next yeah. four weeks, four to six weeks uh, are cancelled. Oh, at least. And then my teaching role, um, that I just do it a Thursday in a nursery down in Bradford, which I adore because it's forest schools as well. I'm in the forest there doing storytelling, creative stuff in a forest with brilliant inner city kids, age three and four, just love it. And of course, it looks like they're closing the schools. Yeah, um, yeah. Our college was closed yesterday, so that's was all. It? Yeah, that's all been closed. Most colleges, I think, are now, and uh, certainly down south, all the schools seem to be closed. Ugh, gosh, well, I know. So, what are you doing? Much. What are you doing in isolation? Have you got any plans? I mean, it sounds like you're out in well, nature. You're not completely restricted. Uh, well, I have because of the commissions. I was talking to a friend this morning, a bit in the same boat, and she said, "You know, just keep carrying on as if those commissions are still going to happen." So that's what I'll do. I'll do my research. I'll write my scripts. I'll start thinking about the staging without throwing masses of time resources at it. Because if you do, you get so invested in something and it's hard yeah. to let it go, I think. But, you know, it's true that that work might not pay off this year. It might not have an audience this year, but it might next year. And I was just thinking, you know, if it's like after the war, how the 50s were and compared to the 40s, everything exploded mm. with people kind of being released and that energy, that creative energy and 
people's desire for all that kind of thing really increased. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of time to to work out what's next, even just in their own lives. And, con- you know, reflection, I think, is going to be one positive Huge. thing out of this. Yeah, I think that's definitely the positive. And I don't think politics and the way the country, our country and the world is wrong will be the same. Yeah, I think you're right. Which is which think, is uh, exciting Boris in a sense. Is a bit wild-eyed, isn't he? Who is sorry, Boris? Our prime muppet Boris is looking a bit wild-eyed. <laughs> he signed up for this, did he? No, Who no, he, 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 he certainly didn't. <laughs> no. Oh my but days. But I think the days of um, I was just saying again to a friend, if it's a school analogy, it's like we've had the bonkers. Calthrum, Beth Robinson. Oh, oh. Teacher has been running things. It was a bit of a you know ducking and diving. And now, this crisis, we want steady Eddie Head. We want, we probably want Theresa May back, God help us. But, yeah. you know, uh, people are going to look for that solidity. Yeah, that's what's they missing at the minute. It's the uncertainty, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, so, I'm sorry. glad that you ended that on, um, like, a, a positive note of, like, you know, <laughs> what, what we're going to get out of it. Because it's not really something that people are thinking of because we're just going into it. So why would yeah. we be thinking about coming out of it? But I think it is actually important to be thinking about what's coming out of it because that's potentially going to be what gets us through it. Of course. And these things, there's always benefits. Something as huge as this is going to shift us. Oh, Bobby's going the wrong direction. He's deaf as well. Keep your eye on him. Oh, bless him. I don't know what he's like with sheep, actually. We've got some coming up. Well, you'll soon to find out. Oh, it's all right. The other side of the conduit, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sue, thank you so much for talking to me and sharing how you're feeling about it. And um, it's lovely right, to have... Well, how, are you, how are you feeling about it? Yeah. Do you know what? At the minute... It's still a bit surreal. I was saying, I, yeah. I feel like we're in a film and I am waiting for the director to pop out and be like, yeah, <laughs> nice one, guys. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Well, and that's well, it. Your smiley little face and your singing was just a tonic today. Keep doing that. It's just lovely. You're such a ray of sunshine. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sue. Um, as soon as this is over, I'm coming over for a curry. Say again. I said, as soon as this is over, I'm coming over for a curry. Please do. And I'll come, hopefully, I'll, I'll hopefully see Bobby. All right, keep Bobby going for me. I want to meet him. All right, my love. Love you, darling. All right, love you, bye. bye. Right, there we go. So I, I got another call halfway through that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so nice to speak to them. So, yeah, I don't know where this conversation is going to lead to in the next coming weeks. Um, but if you want to be involved, give me a call. Um, well, no, I'll give you a call. Give me a number. I'll give you a call. Seems like a pretty good deal. And um, we'll see where this ends up. Um there's going to, I think as time goes on, we're going to be finding all sorts of weird and random games to be playing and um, the conversation is going to going to change. I think it's going to be an interesting way to document this and hopefully you guys can listen whilst you're doing whatever you're doing at home. You might be working, you might be, I don't know, getting through your colouring book. Um, what else could you be doing? Um, I don't know. I have no idea what you can be doing. I don't even know what, I don't even want to know what some of you are doing. So um, I hope this is a bit of entertainment for you amongst the madness. Um, thank you for tuning in to COVID Club. This is episode one. I will see you guys tomorrow. Um, this is Made on the Road. This is made.